It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, on today's show, we will say bon appetit to famous dog chef Kevin Matthews. Later, we're going to get the inside scoop on pet supplements with Bill Bookout of the National Animal Supplement Council. Can y'all say yum and bow wow? All right. First up, I politely say move over, Gordon Ramsay. It's time to declare bon appetit for all you cool canines. We're going to dish up some pause and applause for the dog chef, Kevin Matthews. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, you know, I mentioned your name to my dogs in the back here, Kona and uh, Emma, and uh, they started drooling with delight. Uh, you you kind of have that uh, effect on uh, canines. You're the treat guy, aren't you, man? Yeah, well, I'm more than the treat guy. I actually do uh, every, a little bit of everything. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, treats, fresh food. Um, you know, even go into, you know, uh, hemp oil and all that. So, no, I love that. And, and we do want to dive in because Kevin, everyone, he operates the award-winning dog chef cafe. It's in Baltimore, Maryland. And you also host great little episodes called the dog chef on dog TV. And, oh, I forgot. You're also an author, uh, becoming yeah. a dog chef stories and recipes to spoil your pup from America's top dog chef. You've been pretty busy in the kitchen and beyond, right? I'm just thinking yum, yum, and triple yum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, busy in the kitchen um, for well over 30 years. Wow. Um, I mean, how did you get into the world of of cooking, being a chef, and, and, and recognizing that our three- and four-leggers out there deserve good food and good treats? Well, when I was a kid, um, I started to, you know, play around in the kitchen at 10 years old. I was making, yeah, making dog treats and food for my dog. Um, but in addition, uh, I was also doing, you know, trying everything. I almost burnt the house down. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what happened? Uh, we got a dish on that. Come on. What yeah, well, I, I, was, I was frying chicken. Nobody was home. And oh. I started a grease fire. But I put it out. Okay. Good, 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 no, good. Almost nobody knew about it. <laughs> um, but now it's public. So that's where I got started. Um, and after that, um, I, I was also a musician as well, clearly. Yes. Um, I'm admiring your guitars. What kind of yeah. genre? What do you do? Um, I'm a rock guy. Um, although I like everything, everything but country I'm into. Um, but mainly a, a rock guy. Uh, What's, so, are you in a band now or do you just play for fun now or what? You know, it's interesting. 
because um, it all ties into the story. Oh, good. Uh, how, how, I, how I did all this. So, like I said, when I was a kid, I was a musician. And I, you know, the moment that I got out of, out of, uh, out of high school, I didn't, I, I didn't stop. I just went straight out to work and try to achieve a music career. Um, I moved to New York to uh, pursue that. Um, but when I was in New York, I was playing bass. Um, my main yeah. thing is guitars. Um, and while I was there doing that, I got a dog by the name <clears throat> Retta. I always wanted a dog picture. What was and the dog's been, name, Greta or Retta? Her name was Greta. Greta, okay. So I started making her food after she refused to eat store-bought food. <laughs> and the whole story, right. So the whole story is in the book, Becoming a Dog Chef. And so I started that way. And this is before there was no raw food on the market. There was none of these things. Uh, there was no pet restaurant. None of that. No. Um, so the music kind of stopped. Um, and I moved back to Baltimore uh, or to the Maryland area to Baltimore. And then I started, you know, trying to perfect a way to do this. And I would go to veterinarian's office and say, let me get your your sickest dog, the one that you can't fix with medicine. And let me try with food. And I would wow. do that and do seminars and it was working. Um, and then I started to do the um um, meal, meal meal plan service where I would make food specifically for a dog and then go to the people's house every month. But the problem with that was is that I wasn't getting to all the dogs. And the only people that could afford me were people yeah. that had a lot of money. Yeah. And I felt bad about it. So I wanted to make it more accessible. Um, and then I created a website um, and and went from there. Get hits from there. I would never <clears throat> ship in the mail because I didn't trust it. I, I did it twice. I'm and still it, waiting for my mail that was supposed to come two days ago from the post office. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want a meal <laughs> delivered. Yeah, oh, well, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Christmas cards for 2020. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I'm not joking. They're still not here. Um, so after you know making it more accessible, that I wanted to um, create a store and do it, and then. Um, you know, I, I started doing that and seeing the benefits that everybody could enjoy. During the pandemic, the store um, had closed and I was wondering how the people would get to the recipes because, the, you know, they would, um, you know, everybody was going online and stuff like that. So I wrote a book on how everybody could, could, could also make food for their well, dogs. And let, let's stop there because the big word during this mess is pivot so you're writing a book you're also now empowering pet parents on how to cook but before we i want to know a little bit about the dog chef cafe because when did you open it and i'm so mad at covid but i think you're back up right um well we we've expanded into something else i'll get okay. it i'll get it back right. um <clears throat> so i we just said the question was how did i start it yeah when did you start it and um, it was. It must have been around two, 2014. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and I wanted to create something kind of funky and new. And to be honest, yeah. when, I, when I opened the doors, or when I when I got the place, I didn't actually have any recipes really, other than the ones <laughs> that I had made for other people's dogs. Right. Okay. 
I'm like, oh crap, you know, like I don't even, like I, you know, I want a store with all my stuff, but I don't even have any stuff. Uh-oh. So I started to just, I didn't want to just, you know, you go to these pet stores, you see these goopy cookies, they all look the same, you know, with that, that like looks like a lacquer finish or whatever. Thank you. Wanna... Thank you, Kevin. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's like, I'm not going to shellac my dog. <laughs> no, and I, I think they're just, it's goofy. You know, anything that is like, you know, a bunch of paws on it and like pet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's not my thing. I wanted it to be very chic, very, almost like, sexy for dogs you know what i mean come in the lighting is right and the you know and, and there was cookies and stuff that that would fool humans but i hadn't thought of it yet so i took about two weeks and i thought of there were 20 um baked things nice. they could choose from four different types of ice cream 10 different types of dried treats and i also had I, like there was a there was a lot of space left in the building, um, so I sold dog themed artwork. <laughs> like paintings. nice, no, no, yeah, like dog themed paintings. Then moved out of that building and then went up the street to a place that was more like I could shape it like a restaurant, and people yeah. would come and sit down with their dogs and eat. I had popcorn for them, and then we moved into to the current spot, um, which we bought. And, you know, didn't have to deal with shady landlords, which is a big problem on the East Coast. Um, Well, we're going to we're going to have to take a quick break because I want I want to keep everybody on their toes and paws. Uh, So everybody will be right back with the dog chef, Kevin Matthews. Got dog. One of the best ways to show your pet how much you love them is to take a pet first aid class. Arden Moore is a master certified pet first aid CPR instructor and founder of Pet First Aid for You. Very cool. These classes are fun and practical and feature pet safety dog Kona and cat Casey. No way. Yes, a real dog and cat teaching duo. Wait, what? All classes are veterinary approved and are available in person or via Zoom. Ready to sign up for a class? Sorry, it's it's just for people. Arden Moore's Pet First Aid for You classes are proudly supported by Zinzi Pie's Save My Pet ID Tags. Pet parents who wear Zinzi Pie's Save My Pet ID Tags in bracelet, keychain, and pendant versions are assured that their beloved fur babies will continue to receive the loving care that they deserve, even if the pet parents are not able to provide it. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're talking with Kevin Matthews. He is the dog chef. He had the dog chef cafe in Baltimore. He's telling us a little bit about this. So you've got your place. So we got the place. We love the place. It needed, well, when we bought it, it was a hair salon. And we, the, the <laughs> hey, everybody ups- on YouTube, check out Kevin. Really, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't keep the hair salon, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it had a house upstairs that was abandoned. So we let the lady stay down there. We powered through and we rehabbed the upstairs for a couple months. And then we went downstairs and rehabbed the whole downstairs. So we had finally kitchen in the place, everything there. Newspaper, eyes, television, video, every, all eyes were on us. 
Um, You know, then the pandemic came and the Dogship Cafe was based on a lot of foot traffic that was coming by. And so it went from tons of foot traffic to none. At that point, my wife had actually stopped becoming a teacher because she was going to take the back half of the building. The building is a block long. Holy moly. Yeah. So we built a grooming room in the back and we were going to have her doggy daycare. Well, that took off. And so now, fast forward, during that whole time, during the pandemic, I had, right before it, I had bought a little truck to go around. Oh, I saw it on some of your clips. I saw that truck, right? In the the videos to go to dog parks. But that was also not being able to happen. So then we um, got a call from Dog TV, filmed a television show with that. And then at the same time, I was building a human vegan taco business, which is now on that truck. Okay. All right. All that right. That truck is like a, a taco business with the name Chihuahua Brothers. Okay. Okay. Right. So uh, meanwhile, the downstairs has become the Wolf Hotel, which is a oh, fancy schmancy nice. uh, uh, dog yeah. hotel. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Right. right. <laughs> you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving. So um, doggy hotel with fancy schmancy rooms and grooming. This whole place, including this, is the hotel. Okay. You know what? Bravo. Yeah. Bravo, Kevin. Yeah. Because some people can have a pity party when COVID hit. I actually wrote four books during COVID. What do you think of that? I, I love it. Yeah. I you got to like was- do something. This was, this was a, a, a stop, abruption. All of a sudden, you got to say, what am I going to do? I am impressed. And, and we need to let people know what the heck dog TV is. It is cool. My dogs have been in some specials. I, I teach pet first aid, but your dog chef episodes. Tell us a little bit about dog TV and why people should tune in, especially to your segments. Well, I'm going to tell you something about dog TV from the beginning. I did Animal Planet's Dog 201 years ago. Okay. When I first started being out there, like it's got that much um, notoriety. So <clears throat> I got. I got a email from, from a really cool guy uh, by the name of Ron Levi, who owns. Oh yeah. Dog he's TV. a big dog. So, he's a big dog there. Yeah. Dog TV. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know, like he's freaking hilarious. And you know, he's like, I want to do something, but I don't know what years went by. Oh. And then he <laughs> told me that he was starting this thing. And so then when he had time and, and then he finally reached out and then we started to do the mini episodes, which were filmed in the first place right. downstairs. And then we did the second season right after the pandemic and where we traveled around and met all these cool people and dogs. Um, yeah, I love it, dog TV. I feel like not enough people know about it. They should all be on it. If you got a dog, you step dog TV. Well, let's talk about the, because you got to go to Long Island and Jersey and Baltimore and DC doing these little segments. And can you share with our folks, our pet pals, you had a a cellist named Wade Davis and his dog was named Mr. Gibbs Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Tell us a little bit about what you cooked up for uh, Mr. Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs was a special case when the pandemic was going on. We were getting calls from senior dog places. That dog, we do fostering too. So that dog came through us and it was Wade's first dog. Oh, okay. Right. So he found out that he didn't know that he was sick. He didn't even know how old he was. So he found out that he had this condition. And I wanted to build something to build up his 
build a strength in his heart. Um, and that would be a little more healthy for him um, because he was getting older. And Wade is a good, nice. yeah, Wade is a good friend. He lives around around the corner. Brilliant cellist. Unfortunately, Mr. Gibbs passed away in my hands a few months ago because Wade had called us because he didn't know what was going on. And I think Mr. Gibbs was having a stroke. Uh, and he, Wade doesn't, doesn't drive. So he brought him over so I could see. And he died. You know, like, uh, but he lived, a, he lived quite a while after you know, the show. But let's talk. Yeah. Talk about some of the, I think you get codfish and cabbage and oats and papaya, cauliflower, flaxseed and palm juice. Did I get it right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That oh, is yeah. a great, that's you're a musician. That's a great orchestration of healthy food. Yeah. I feel like when, when I, when I first started doing all this stuff, I wanted to think of it as, you know, you're trying to recreate, um, because the dog, dogs are omnivores, but they would have gone for like a little animal in the wild. You're trying to create what that little animal they're eating was eating because the dog probably wouldn't be eating the vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. as much. And so, well, yeah, let's, let's, cause we just have like about a couple minutes left. Can yeah. you give us some tips for the dog chef apprentices in life? Some good foods or some good tips that, to make sure if they want to cook for their dog or complement a quality commercial diet? Don't think too much. Okay. You know, your dog, <laughs> I your like that. Is, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, in the words of Herbie Hancock, less is more. You know, a dog, dogs are fine before we got you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, a, a, a decent protein that they actually smell when it's raw and they like it. You know, they'll go lick it. Mm-hmm. You know, not too much fruits because you don't need too much sugar. Not too much vegetables, just enough. You know, in my book, I talk about how to measure these things out for weight. Um, you don't need, I mean, things like oils and putting oil in the food is okay, but you don't need too much, Good. especially if you're supplementing. And understand, as a human being, your stomach is the size of your fist, okay? You shouldn't be eating more than this. Right. Um, you know, three times a day. Well, the dog's stomach is smaller too. So that's you don't a good need to- point. Yeah, and never leave the food bowl out. That drives me up the wall. Me like, too. No, like, no, no, well, no, no. I, I don't walk around with a feed bag. <laughs> I, I, it's just like a definite, no, nobody does that. Put the food down for 10 freaking minutes. If the dog doesn't need you to pull it up, he'll get, right. he's not going to die. Okay, he'll come back. You come back later, he'll be more hungry. All right. Hey, everybody. We've been talking with Kevin Matthews. He is the dog chef. Please go to thedogchef.com. I also want you to, Get your paws on his book, Becoming a Dog Chef, Stories and Recipes to Spoil Your Pup from America's Top Dog Chef. And check him out on Dog TV. You know what, Kevin? We're going to have you back because I I know there's so much more. But I really appreciate you being on the show. Did you have fun? Yeah. yeah. What else is I doing right now? It's like there's no dogs barking. This is freaking ridiculous. Like they're usually out of control here. If your band ever needs a backup glockenspielist, I'm your gal. <laughs> hey, I'll be in touch. <laughs> All right, everybody. We've had a great chat with uh, the dog chef, Kevin Matthews. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about pet supplements with the top dog at the National Animal Supplement Council, Bill Bookout. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. 
Hey, welcome back. Uh, you didn't chew up anyone's shoes while we were gone, did you? There you go. Nice. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. Our next guest is the top dog at the National <laughs> Animal Supplement Council. He's here to today to unleash some great advice to keep your pet healthy. So join me in giving pause and applause to the president of the National Animal Supplement Council, Bill Bookout. Hey, welcome to the show, Bill. Arden, Arden thank you so much. It's a pleasure to join you, Casey, Kona, and <laughs> Emma. Yeah, and, and I uh, stand in the back, <laughs> and you got a couple of fine felines. I do. I, br- I bring with me marmalade who's our feral cat that adopted us a couple of years ago and then yana is just out of frame she <laughs> uh she's a rescue cat from the navajo indian reservation her name yana means brave in navajo so ah, we got her wondering. almost i didn't know years. if it meant brave or give me another treat i wasn't sure what it was or, or this is or yeah or hit the lotto <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey <laughs> you know the world of pet supplements as you know bill it's just exploded. It's huge. Yeah. And that lends itself to some canine confusion and feline frustration in some of our pet parents. Um, because many of us, we want to serve our pets quality food, but we also want to smartly select some supplements that they may need to bring out their best. And uh, I'm going to say it right now. Help, Mr. Bill! <laughs> <laughs> so well, hopefully... Yeah, I'm happy to do that, Arden, and hopefully I can bring a little, you know, clarity and just basic thought processes to, you know, because there's so many choices out there, right? There is, I mean, and that's all- where we need yeah. you. And I know that the National Animal Supplement Council, you guys are celebrating your 20th birthday, and, and that's a big deal. So tell us first why we need to know what NASC is and why we need after the show to go to animalsupplements.org. Yep. So NASC is a, a, a nonprofit industry trade association. We represent about 300 brands. Nice. We've expanded over our 20-year history. Do we also include qualifying raw material suppliers, contract manufacturers? In other words, people that make products and they, you know, somebody sells them under their name and label. A lot of dog food and cat food companies do that as well. They're not fully vertically integrated. We also have testing laboratories. We have other products and services, insurance, legal, packaging, things like that. So NESC was formed in 2001 by me. My, my background, I think I'd like oh, to you tell you. You already know the question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> well, I'd like to tell your listeners a little bit about how I got sure. into this business. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was, an, I was an executive in the medical device and, and drug business and I, where I spent 15 years. I was chief operating officer for a $500 million medical device and drug company. Wow. But I'm raised in Wyoming and I had two labs. One of them had hip dysplasia. The other one had cancer. And so I'm looking for help with my own dogs. Absolutely. And so I did a career change. I had them both successfully treated. And I transitioned from human medicine to animal medicine. I took a slot as CEO for the third largest specialty companion animal referral center, veterinary hospital. I did that for three years. But in the course of that experience, my cancer comes back second time around on my own dog, Lancelot. He's an 11 half-year-old Labrador retriever. And although I work with all these board-certified oncologists and highly qualified specialists, 
I, I was given a very poor prognosis for my own dog. You know, I was given three months with chemotherapy and I'm not going to do that for an 11 and a half year old dog. No. So at that point, I'm like any other pet owner, I'm looking for help. And so I find a veterinarian. I did some research. I completely changed his diet. We formulated a supplement product and he lived two and a half years, good quality of life, which wasn't long enough, Arden, but I was thankful for no, that. No, but think about you had a three month diagnosis with very, yeah. and you know, Chemo is a is a pummel. It pummels yep. the body. So, uh, but so Lancelot, yep. you gave Lancelot a couple more plus years of quality of life. That's right. And and so out of that experience, I decided I'm going to start my own company selling supplements for animals. Okay. Well, I you would think with somebody with my background, you know, I have a highly regulated background. I'd done drug approvals, device approvals on the human side. I'd be able to figure out what the right path forward was from a regular <laughs> Good luck, right? right? Yeah. Well, I made every mistake you can possibly make, it seems like. Okay. And so the supplement industry in 2001 was actually threatened because we're regulated at two levels. A lot of people don't understand this. A lot of people think this is an unregulated industry, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. We are actually more strictly or rigorously regulated than human dietary supplements in the fact that we're regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, Center for Veterinary Medicine at the federal level. We're also potentially regulated, depending on what the statutes in individual states say. We're We're regulated by the state as well through the Department of Agriculture or some other department either as animal nutritional products, food, or animal remedy products, depending on the intended use. I did so, not know that. Yep. Most people don't because most people think it's an unregulated industry and it's not. So I didn't know it either. Right. So anyway, in 2001, there's no category for dietary supplements for animals like there is for people. And so the industry was literally threatened with removing these products from the marketplace. Well, they've been very helpful in, you know, helping my dog right. live longer quality and quantity of life. And I didn't think that was right. So we put together a plan and approached FDA and state regulators and associations like AFCO, the Association of American Feed Control Officials. We put together a plan that offered them a responsible solution or what we believed was a responsible solution and a responsible path forward that would not remove products from the marketplace. It would provide responsible conduct in the industry. It would give quality and oversight. Um, It would limit claims that these products make. And we would answer all the questions and concerns that the regulators had articulated to us and keep products on the market. Now, that was our objective. Okay. So imagine this. If you were in front of this meeting with 26 companies and I stand at the front of the room and say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to engage FDA. We're going to engage the regulators and we're going to come up with a plan and we're going to work together with the government and it's all going to be okay. Who's with me? (laughs) Right. You're looking around. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else was, they asked me, how'd you get to be president of NASC? Well, I was furthest from the door and I didn't wear my tennis shoes that day. I'm laughing. That's good. So let's let we because I want to dive into some specifics. But the point is, which is a very good enlightening enlightenment is you guys are really scrutinized more than people realize. That's number one. Number two, it has exploded. And I think you as a pet parent and as somebody in the medical field, as you so said, there's too many choices. There There are. And so the first thing that I would say to your listener is, number one, don't believe everything you read on the internet, right? Because some information is great, but 
some information, you know, you, you, so you got to trust, but verify. Well, I, I was a former newspaper reporter where my editor said, if your mother tells you she loves you, check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. What, what is it? Don't believe uh, anything you uh, read and only half of what you see or something like right. that. But yeah. so verify your sources. And this is really important. Yeah, right. And that's why I'm glad the NASC is a, around because people need guidance. They want to help. Yeah. We've got a few seconds before we have to go on a, a, a break. But I want you primed, Mr. Bill, book out to tell us the ABCs on CBD. And we're okay. going to do this after we take this break. So you all, you know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. You need even more Arden Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and I am talking to one of the big guys in the field of pet supplements. He is Bill Bookout. And for all you YouTube listeners, right there behind him is the beautiful Marmalade being a camera hound for a feline. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but I, before COVID, right before COVID, I went to Global Pet Expo, which is one of the biggest trade shows, Bill. And I, you know, I'm coming back, but I got to tell you almost Every, like I would say that every six booth was something to deal with supplements, especially CBD. So tell us a little bit about the ABCs on CBD. Sure. Um, let me just say as far as supplements, you know, the COVID events really, really caused tremendous explosion and growth in mm -hmm. supplements because mm -hmm. of, you know, our, our concern for immune health and we want to maintain healthy immune system. So as far as specific to CBD and cannabis, cannabis derived compounds, mm -hmm. I've been on the tip of that spear since 2015 when I was on Governor Hickenlooper's committee with Kahalos Glenn, the Colorado Department of Agriculture. I've testified in front of FDA. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this. FDA has been very consistent in their opinion. The states have also been very consistent in their opinion that hemp or any cannabis derivative like CBD, and let me separate those two, okay? Yeah. Right. Hemp is same plant as marijuana, but the THC content is less than 0.3%. Therefore, it's a different substance. And we um, need to let people know that THC is the psychogenic agent. So we're not going to have anything in these products that are going to get our that's high or that's, it's toxic, right? That's absolutely correct because it's a requirement that the THC concentration be tested and verified both in raw materials as well as finished products that it's below 0.3%. So neither hemp nor CBD are approved substances for use in animal food or animal supplements for, which are products for a non-nutritional health benefit. Let me clarify that because that could be a little bit confusing. Yeah. Products that are similar to human dietary supplements, if they have ingredients that are not determined to be essential for contributing vitamins, minerals, nutrients for daily life, right? Right. Glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, there's no daily nutritional requirement for those ingredients. There's no daily nutritional requirement for CBD either. 
Now, it might be great for supporting the endocannabinoid system. It might be great for helping the immune system. You're going to be my scramble partner. Look at the little (laughs) words he's just saying. Yeah, go for it. CBD is not approved for use in animal food because, in my opinion, in all the data and research, and as long as I've been involved in this issue, I haven't seen any science that suggests that it would be nutritionally beneficial. So... NASC positions CBD exactly the same as we do other ingredients that are for non-nutritional health benefits, like joint products or SAMe or coenzyme Q10, right? right? We are also doing a safety study right now, which the board of directors authorized, that meets the parameters that FDA, Center for Veterinary Medicine, has articulated to us. They want to have more confidence that these substances are safe. We're within one week. Literally today. Today is August 1st. We're recording this. Go ahead. That's right. We're within one one week of completing that clinical process to demonstrate that that CBD, CBDA, and CBDG are safe for use in in animal products up to five milligrams per kilogram body weight. And we also have a control group. So it's a very robust study. Um, we've invested a lot of money in that study to demonstrate safety. The one thing that it doesn't do, it, it's not a, a study like a pharma study where we would right. identify a toxic level because we don't want to have to euthanize animals proving a substance is safe, right? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we're not euthanizing any animals. It's a straight safety study. And we'll present that data to FDA this fall. And therefore, we hope to position CBD products that the regulatory agencies would allow these substances to be marketed for the benefit of pets and consumers, pet owners, under enforcement discretion, just like they do 6,500 other products that are out there today. Yeah. And for folks, you know, people have been using CBD to kind of reduce, you know, separation anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, for pain, for swelling of joints, uh, for, um, you know, uh, skin issues. And, and so I think I would love when things get down the road, I'd love to have you back to kind of do a follow-up on yep. this. But the, the point is we don't eat everything we need to eat to get everything our body needs, and neither right. do our dogs or cats. And so we need, you say there are two types of supplements, you know, there's the, the nutritional and the health. So yep. can you kind of explain the difference? Yep. Supplements are not a magic bullet. I don't care what they are, right? Supplements for a non-nutritional health benefit, they shouldn't be viewed as magic bullets. They're a component of a comprehensive care program, veterinary care, uh, routine checkups, allopathic medicine, diet, exercise, environment, all the things that you know, and supplements can be an important component of that. So selecting the right product for the right purpose for the right life stage in, in your dog or cat or pet's life is extremely important. And then the question is, what product do I pick? Because there's thousands <laughs> yeah. of choices out there, right? right? So then the trust but verified thing comes in. Most importantly, people want to pick a quality product first, right? Everybody out there has the greatest product in the world. Well, that's called um, marketing. That's right. So let's get below the marketing uh, surface. What are some things people should be looking for on a label or what should they be looking for at the company's website that are good indications that this has been tested and it may be a good choice? So I always tell people there's a couple things you can absolutely take to the bank. 
Okay. Not, number one, if you compare two different products and the label looks similar, mm-hmm. and one of them costs half as much as the other one, stop and ask yourself, why is that? Right? Because cheap products are usually cheap for a reason. Okay. Number two is companies that make claims that sound too good to be true probably are. I would absolutely avoid companies that make claims for, you know, they're going to help with arthritis, cancer, uh, Parvo, Cushing's disease, any other disease process. Okay. Because they're not only magic bullets. They, even though, again, my own experience with my own dog with cancer, I have no doubt that that supplement was an important component of helping my dog's immune system that, you know, helped him live a couple of years longer with me, quality of life. But companies that make claims that sound too good to be true uh, probably are avoid companies that make overt references to disease. They're breaking the law. They make the industry look bad. And that's true for human products as well. Okay. And what about third-party testing? Good question. So we hope that people would look for the SEC. We have audit programs. And when a company joins NASC, there are specific requirements they have to meet. They have to have a written quality manual that controls all of their processes and verifies everything that happens upstream, including what they do. Okay. Independent product testing, proper labeling, adverse event reporting, and uh, uh, post-market surveillance. Those are all components. We do an independent audit that includes product testing to verify these companies are all implementing those standards. I like it. So we've got about a minute left. So we're saying to people, look for the NASC. Very good. Make sure that you work with your veterinarian and never give your pet any supplement without talking to your vet because it might counterindicate what they're eating. And also, don't don't be afraid to pick up the phone, call the company, ask them how long they've been in business, ask them about who can you call if you have a question. Trust but verify. If they take, if oh your my listeners gosh! Take you away, just said my favorite word. Say it yeah. again. Yeah, if you take away, if your listeners take away one thing, trust but verify. And Bill, look out! I'm a fan now. You are <laughs> passionate about dogs and cats. I mean, I know your two kids are sleeping through this interview, but I know they're sucking it all up animalsupplements.org got a lot of great information what's your last thing you want to say well i just want to say thank you i really appreciate the opportunity our goal at nasc is to help i get choked up because you're right and i appreciate you saying i am passionate we want our member companies to positively impact the lives of millions of animals in this country and throughout the world every single day and that's why i do what i do so i do it for the animals i really appreciate the opportunity to be here thank you so much my pleasure bill That's it for our show today. I want to give a pause up to our special guest. We had dog chef Kevin Matthew on, and of course, just now, Bill Bookout. I also want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Tevra, the maker of great pet products. And most of all, I want to thank all you pet pals for tuning in and all the stations airing our show from coast to coast. So until next time, this is Arden Moore saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.